Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Oh, what a strike, Club America! Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. And it's been quite some time since we've done a live show, but we're here to talk all things Club America in English, and we're going to be previewing the game against Chivas. Right, right, the Clásico Nacional, or as they rebranded it, the Clásico de México. And here to help me and talk all things America ahead of this match is none other than our own beloved cowboy Dylan Jimenez, and our boy from Southern California. Chris Rivera. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing good, man. I mean, I'm, we're here, we're live, like I said, it's been a while, so I'm pretty excited to you know, talk about all things America, and especially with this classical coming up. Of course, of course, Chris. Good, man. I'm ready for Saturday. Excuse my dog for barking in the background, <laughs> but I'm, he's hyped too about the game, and we're ready, man, ready for the classical, ready to beat those Chivas, man, like we normally do, hopefully. He's lying. Yeah, very optimistic. Very optimistic indeed. And well, gentlemen, there's plenty to talk about on the table. We'll talk about the team and how they're coming into this one, right? Obviously, a victory against Tigres giving us a pretty good boost of morale. And then Chivas losing at, um, who did they lose against? Uh, slipping my mind here. Anyway. Yeah, I was about to say Tijuana, but it wasn't Tijuana. It was, uh, no, it was, uh, <laughs> you guys can tell we're not we're not experts. Hold but on, let me look it up. They lost. We definitely the game, should so. be prepared for this segment. Um, yeah. The point is, they're coming off a loss too, so that's that's not really Puebla, helping. Puebla, Puebla. They lost to Puebla. Puebla. There you go. I wanted to say Puebla, but I wasn't too sure. You know. Um. But thank you. I was say Mazatlan, but that's the other Puebla. rivals that lost to them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. But okay, gentlemen. Like I said, coming in with a quite the morale boost. Um. We'll talk about all this. You know pandering going on with America and Chivas and, and, you know, hyping up the Clásico. And uh, Chris, we were talking about this ahead of before the the recording that, uh, you know, it seems a little bit flimsical. It doesn't really seem like they're doing much to hype up the Clásico, rather not actually kind of making it dwindle just a little bit. And then we'll get into that a little bit later. But from the get-go, gentlemen, I want to ask you guys, how are you guys feeling? Coming into this game, I know we talked about the fact that, you know, this is America side that looked very good against Tigres. But Dylan, what America side are we going to get on Saturday? Um, you know, it's a it's really a question. Obviously, I think you want the side that uh, played when they played Tigres. Uh, but I, I know from past episodes, whenever we talked about this, too, we've always said well, you could throw form out the window because you know, uh, whenever these two teams play, you know, it just seems like you know they just both teams want to win. At the end, but at the end of the day, you know, I think you're going to want the America side that's obviously going to be uh, fluid, you know, passing the ball, you know, obviously being dangerous in the final third and everything, and obviously bagging a few goals to obviously get the win and everything like that. But um, I think you obviously want that Tigres, I mean, not Tigres, the, the America side that played Tigres uh, this past Saturday. Yeah, of course. I think that's exactly what we're looking for. That same side, and it sounds like, you know, from uh, what people are reporting outside of the America camp, Dan Ortiz is going to repeat the starting 11, right? Which is ideally what you wanted, right? You don't really want rotation coming into this game, especially if you found a hot form against Tigres. So, Chris, 
with all this speculation, all these reports coming out of Coapa that Tan Ortiz is going to come out with the same start 11 against Tigres, how confident do you feel coming into this game? I feel confident. I think you have to repeat it just because it kind of fixed things from that Pachuca game. I, I, I think we're going to see Malagón tested, but I also think you, you see Cáceres and you see uh, Reyes and they really did click off the bat, you know? So I think it's, you have to just not move anything. You can't have Layun out there and you can't have Araujo out there and you can't have uh, Jimenez out there. I think you got to stick to what we to what we have, right? To what we had against the uh, Tigres and continue that that uh, that that uh, form we, we showed. And I think I think we we're going to see a more explosive and comfortable America. I mean, that's what I'm hopeful for because I think Puebla beating Chivas, I think they're going to try to have this killer mentality, which their players already said they're going to try to do, right? That we're going to suffer for because of it, because of their loss. But I think them saying that gives them way too much comfort, which is going to be p- perfect for our offense. Okay, nice. I, I kind of agree a little bit to that uh, statement as well. Uh, but again, we'll, we'll find out come Saturday. Now, gentlemen, let's just you know step away a little bit away from the match itself. And let's talk about what these two teams are doing right now in regards to hyping up the Clásico. And let's start off with the name itself, right? The Clásico Nacional has been rebranded, right? I mean, now it's called hashtag Clásico de Mexico. I want to pick you guys' brains exactly in regards to this. But this, this game has so many names, right? It has uh, right now the Clásico de Mexico, the Super Clásico, the Clásico Nacional, the Clásico de Clásicos. Like, the list goes on. Um, Dylan, how do you feel about this whole rebrand of the the name itself, right? It goes from the national, uh, the classical, the national classical to now being, you know, the classical de Mexico. Um, I don't really feel in a sense of uh, like, like, oh, this bothers me or like, oh, like this is awesome either. I mean, I'm just kind of like, I guess in between, um, you know, I'm, I'm honest, I was I'm always going to call the classical national either way. Um, even if, you know, come to up and through they say, oh, this is a classical de Mexico. Like, oh, like that doesn't, that doesn't sit right with me, I guess, in a sense. You know, it's interesting because, I mean, everyone has their different ways of naming this game, right? You call it the Clásico Nacional. Some people call it the, you know, el Super Clásico or Clásico de Clásico. Uh, Chris, I don't know in your household how you guys distinguish this game, but for me at the house, or whenever I'm talking to my uncles or anybody in, in the family, I usually just say a Clásico, and it's off the bat, you know, because technically America has three, but the Clásico, we, well, we know exactly who that is against. So for, for, for my particular liking, uh, I just call it the Clásico. Yeah, same here, Clásico. I mean, the other ones are Derby. No, it's not necessarily a Clásico. For me, that's El Clásico. That's, that's the whole... Like they're, I think the whole uh, changing. Well, it's not cringe, but it's just like, then you're not really changing anything. You're just adding to the list, you know. And that's all it is. You're just adding another name to the list, and that's the classical. It's there's there's two there's three games that you think of when you say classical: America Chivas, Barcelona Real Madrid, Boca River. Those are the only things three games that you think of, right? Or maybe there's other ones, but those for me those are the three. I thought you were going to say um, Celtic and Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. I mean, when it comes to you hear classical, you think of those big three, right? 
obviously. And so, I don't know. It's interesting because it makes me feel like, I don't know if this is a little bit not right in the sense, but it feels like they're kind of gentrifying the Clásico. And, and, and not just so much in the name, but you see everything else that they're doing to kind of, you know, go along with the rebranding of the name as well. It, it You're feels talking, very PG. It does. Makes- it feels very PG. And <laughs> um, our, our good friend Miggy on Twitter, you know, went, went on and posted a screenshot of what he had commented. And I'm not going to be able to say it because, of course, this is a family show. But, you know, he's basically alluded to that he wanted violence in a sense. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so shout out to to Miggy for uh, for always posting something comical on Twitter. But he, he's not wrong in the sense that these are the games where you you want passion, right? And and that's the main thing. You want passion and you want drive. And everything that America and Chivas are doing this week, quote unquote, classical week, feels very forced. It doesn't feel yeah. like there's any passion behind everything, right? I mean. Chris, I know you talked about it. You said you didn't really get to see any of the videos or hear anything or any see any of the snippets, but I, I've caught things here and there. Um, it just it feels very too formal. You know, yeah. it, it, it's not Clásico-esque, right? I mean, you think of Manica Chivas and you think about the brawl that happened in, in the semifinal in the 80s, right? You think about the hard-fought final that was the only final between these two clubs. And you go back and you think about, you know, just in recent times, you know, the whole Giovanni Dos Santos thing and Ochoa coming up and, you know. Matos Uribe saying he doesn't Mat- know that yeah. type of stuff. Like, exactly, right? The whole I- no identity thing from them and then, yeah. you know, Henry doing his thing. Like, obviously, right, there's things like that that boil the blood. And not just the fans, but the players themselves. The players looked a little too relaxed for my liking. I mean, I get it. And, and there could have probably been a better way to pit each other or, or you know, pit the two sides against each other. And it's just, I, I just don't like it. It seemed too soft. You saw the, I don't know if you guys caught a little bit of the podcast that these two teams did, which is between, you know, Pocho Guzman and Henry Martin. Just too relaxed, right? In, in that situation, you kind of want a boxing, you know, kind of scene, you know, when the two play, when the two guys, are like right up next to each other yeah. and look like they're but yeah you want something like that right i seen a video where they asked uh which player would they take from their side <laughs> and, and like I, bro I, I don't take any chivas players like that for me that's the mentality i want to have nobody from your side is good enough than anybody on our side even our worst signings ever are better than whatever you have there even if it's not true but that's the mentality i want to have and i seen some of these clips and i see a uh, Oscar Jimenez and like you and all laughing and I'm not asking like oh get in their face and all that. I'm not asking all that, but the promoting of this just seems like I said too PG, too cartoonish, too like I'm telling you it feels too very gentrified in a sense. Yeah, and the, yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's exactly the right word, you know. Los Santos, yeah, we love our second. This <laughs> 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 our second uh, our academy team. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to our second academy team, Santos, right there. Shout out to our friend, Mr. Thick Rick, right there. Rick, we love you. We miss you. We send lots and lots of uh, love all the way from every part of wherever we're podcasting from. Shout out to our friend, Ricky, for uh, just being an amazing human being. But uh, jumping back onto the topic of what we were saying, yeah, you're right. Um, it's just too soft in a sense, and I don't like it. Because there's there was better ways of doing this, right? 
and I'll maybe get into a little bit of it, but it's just, it, I don't know, Dylan, what, what, what's your two cents in this? Yeah, it, to me, and I was, I was just about to jump in actually, but I think we've said it in the past too, Ivan. It's just like, does the, 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 the Classico seem like it's just like losing its passion, like it's losing the flair? And, you know, when in recent and past podcasts too, that when, especially whenever we had the Chivas and Norte uh, guys on too, they've kind of felt in a sense the same way too. And so, like, now just seeing it this way, how it's just like, I guess in a sense, seemed like forced on us as the fans. Like, it just doesn't seem like it's a special anymore, you know, because, um, like I said, in the, in the past, it seems like coming up to this week, um, it just never really felt, I've never really felt the passion. I've never really felt the flair, the, you know, the hype for this game as much as it probably was in the past. And like now, now seeing all this and it just kind of makes it feel like an, just another game at the end of the day when it's really not. You know, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because you're right. I, I was going to allude to that because we've talked about this and, and this has maybe been a discussion. What do you want to say, Dylan, for the past three, almost four years that we've had these podcasts before and we talk about the Classico yeah. and we talk about like, you know, the rivalry and everything. And even with, like you mentioned, the guys from uh, Chivas del Norte, right? There was always that lack of, you know, fire. And you never really came into these games thinking or being nervous or like, oh, my God. And maybe this is the first time you thought America was coming into this one. You're thinking, I don't really know how this might end for us. But now, I mean, even after the victory against Tigres, you're thinking, I, I, you know, I, I think we're fine. I think we still got their number. So there's a sense of like, it, yeah, the fire is dwindling a little bit. Chris, I saw you unmuted yourself. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this is the perfect time to really hype it up to, like, instead of this, like, PG cartoonish type thing. Like, I, I tweeted out saying all this media Chivas and America are doing just for them to end 0-0 is going to be really annoying because it's, like, you're putting more pressure. Like, we, the boys are already in Guadalajara, right? Usually they leave uh, Friday night and then yeah. they, 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 they play Saturday night. They're already there. They're practicing over there. And to me, it's like you kind of mess up their their training schedule for for all this media. And it's just like like you don't really have to hype. You, this is how you ha- you promote this game. Chivas is finally ahead of America, even if it's by a point in the table. This is their first season, and I don't know how long where they're actually looking good. In America, yeah, you could say we're all oh, they're struggling this and that. But don't take America struggles and compare it to anybody else because we're one are in our bad in a bad season. We're only one point behind, them, right? So it's still like if on on paper you can see here and, and and promote it as as such. Like it's gonna be a very intense game, offensive game because Tano plays very offensive and Chivas, from what I've seen, play a very offensive game too. And their goalkeeper isn't necessarily that great either, you know. So you could promote it and say this game might be a lot of goals. Instead, we're kind of going with this, like, well, which player would you take? Which player would that? It's just like the promoting's off, and it's just very, I don't know, like, like we keep on saying cartoonish, PG, like, like it, the Mexican neighborhood just got invaded by a bunch of rich, wealthy white people. <laughs> like Ivan is saying, you know, but it, it's just, I don't know. This week should have been way more intense, at least for us fans. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, this has nothing to do with the whole coverage of things, but I would have liked them to include something in English for the, the, the fan base here in the United States. And, you know, this is something that they quote-unquote want to have. And, look, 
sure, maybe I'm I'm being a little bit biased and a little salty that the fact that they aren't taking into consideration anyone. But I'm not just talking medic. I'm talking Chivas as well. They had a they could have done a way much much better job in this. You know, they could have Chivas. I think is doing a much better job on the English side of things, interacting with fans, going and 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 you know doing doing a fantastic job reaching out to their side of their community. Well, I think America has lacked that. And it's no surprise because, hey, I mean, if you guys haven't noticed it, and we'll kind of spoil alert here for you guys, no one's really running the admin account, at least no one that's dedicated in yeah. the English side of things. So that's why there's been that lack up. And you see it? Just go over to their Twitter account, right? They're <laughs> the doing a raffle. Two days ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're doing a raffle. You guys want to know how many... There's one tweet, and I don't know if it's still like this to this moment because I, I don't have the opportunity to check right now, but there is only been one entry. And so far, that person has been winning for the past two days. So, I mean, it, it, it just goes to show that America could do a much better job at doing stuff like this. And I can confirm the they're the only, the only person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's well, a day after, and they're the only person. They're the only, I like their tweet. You know, I hope they win. But it's funny that there's only one person participating in a six ticket. Like it's not one ticket; it's six family pack ticket. That exactly. In the way, like anybody else does this. Like if we do that, more people participate. Like for sure. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing is like they had an opportunity to hype it up, and I know why. Maybe you know, because I don't think what they've done has been accessible to people here in the states, mainly because Telemundo has the rights to this game for this match. So it's not doing it. If it was the other way around, I think you would see America doing more. But I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I, I, I think on that sense, I'd maybe give them a little bit of a pass. But still, like you have an option to still present a face to the English side of things, and I think they could have found a way to make it work, right? And heck, even if it's not, even if it's not us, right? They have a great outlet in Jennifer Munoz. That they could have easily brought in, and they could have brought in someone on the Chiva side as well, done English, and and just kind of gone back and forth in that sense. It's like uh, we're doing their job for free, and it's like you know at least have a little courtesy, and at least they had the dignity, the dignity, or the decency, excuse me, to steal our ideas. You know, hyping up the classical week, doing the whole e football thing, right? Now it's gonna be on PES, not FIFA, so it's probably not gonna be the same. Um. But we, we kind of, and I want to brag a little bit here on our end, and as well on the Chivas and North End, I, I feel like we maybe build, maybe we place the building blocks for them to do something like this. And am I wrong? Am, am, I, am I stretching here, Dylan? I need yeah, you to find a way to ground me. You're very stretching, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But regardless, this, this whole hype weep is just, uh, been very it, flat. It's it's so it's so far stretched that uh stretch Armstrong can even stretch that far, Ivan. <laughs> well, I guess I got I gotta run for my money there in that sense. But uh I don't know. Uh what's going on today? Today's the e football match and then I think there was media day as well. Um I think today the was it the press conference? Or was that going to be another? I day? honestly didn't even follow the schedule. I just I just see everything on TikTok. Oh, like they I see them having fun with each other. 
I hope there's not that friendly. I'm going to be very annoyed if it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Like I said, I'm going to be very annoyed because it's like, you guys kind of grew love instead of like this like tense feeling to each other. Don't love I, each other. Love each other I, in the national team or something, but not with us, you know? I need another controversy and just like have somebody swap jerseys, like American player swap jerseys oh. with the Chivas. <laughs> like, 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 Cordova. Ooh, can you imagine? And let's just paint the picture here, right? Let, let's the biggest controversy in the world, right? Miguel Ayun swaps jerseys with who do you want? Who do we hate the most over there? I don't know. Boyo Briseño? Is he still there? Yeah, he's still there. Yeah. I Maybe so. him? Yeah, I think him. What is that? Ponce. I hate Ponce, bro. I always <laughs> tell people, like, and I'm sure every America fan listening to, there's players from Chivas that if I were to ever be playing against them, like, if I played professionally, I'd just swing at them, bro. Like, <laughs> Reynoso comes to mind. <laughs> uh, <Opo> comes to mind. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm just saying, like, I guess that's the type of annoying thing we're talking about this week, right? That's all friendly. And, like, there's just some players where you're just like, I can't stand it. Like, it, that's Ponce to me. I can't stand them, bro. I, I don't like them. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know. I think I think it's either like a player that's like already not in good terms with America fandom, like like you or Oscar Jimenez or something like that, or or this is never gonna happen. But can you imagine this? Tan Ortiz switching his blazer with the, the, the manager from Chivas. <laughs> or Fidalgo. Oh, like, imagine it's, like, two players that, like, each side loves and already yeah. idolizes. Like, it's Fidalgo and Guzman. They just, like, all right, bro, oh, like, yeah. good game. And they start switching their jerseys. Like, oh, so bad. Imagine it's, like, Valdez. Like, people already hate him because he wears the 10 and they remind them of Rolfi Montenegro. <laughs> There's some players are from our side that are like borderline hated, bro. That's Cabecita and Valdez. Or, or do you just like do you give do you give Sendejas in a, a pass if he swaps jerseys with uh, Oso Gonzalez? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all these hypotheticals, they're great, they're wonderful. Or they we'll wear see. the opposite t- their old jerseys underneath, and, and like when they score, they just take it off <laughs> and just show off their. <laughs> Oh man, no, I don't know. No, what 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 this what this what this game needs is freaking uh Zendejas to start one half with the America and then the other half just switch jerseys and go play with Chivas the second half. <laughs> yeah. So I got a question. For for a while there's been and I know Ivan knows what I'm talking about, but his favorite player was criticized for this. For a while, uh Ochoa would be criticized over leadership, right? He didn't show the leadership. He didn't put the team in front type which, of stuff. Which like, was a like, lie, by the way. Yeah, but you go into this game, and how much is that absent and be missed? Someone like I know, like Yoon is very America loyal. He just came out and said that he was a fan as a kid, and that's probably the reason why he doesn't want to retire because it's like, well, if I still have a chance, I want to win the championship, right? Understandable. Sometimes it, it goes against us, but uh, in the field, but whatever. I, I get it, you know. Is there a player that you think could feel the pressure of this classic and say, these are the games you have to win 100%. There's no tomorrow. It's this 
we're going to die trying? Or do you think we're lacking? We're lacking that all around, like all over the pitch. We're lacking that 100%. But there are a few players that if we're, you know, saying that Thanos is going to repeat that start 11, that will probably have that mentality. Um, one, I'm looking at Lara since he's the only um, Canterano that's going to be fielding for us. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I look at Fidalgo to have that passion and energy yeah. because he's said that before on, on, on numerous occasions. And uh, I want to say Henry. I, I, he's, he, Henry loves himself a classical. Let's just be honest, right? Yeah. Henry loves mm-hmm. himself a classical. And so I, I, he, he's embedded himself in these colors more than anyone else out there on that pitch. So I think those, those are your three. But it, all in all, I think... Uh, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Which is a good thing that they're all starting then, right? Yeah, no, 100%. You need like that. You, you should that. expect the intensity is coming out. And, and it's, it's a positive that you, you have three players on three different positions. One in the attack, one in the midfield, one in the defense. I would even say uh, Israel Reyes being a canterano of Atlas might have that, that mentality too, saying, I don't like those guys because of my, my academy uh, experiences. I'm to have to go in there and destroy them because that's the mentality I've always had. So I could see Israel Reyes stepping up too. And it's gonna be interesting, and, and it's definitely gonna be one to kind of keep an eye on. So I'm I'm glad you kind of brought that up. And now let's focus a little bit more on the match. We talked about that, you know, the terrible week that they're trying to hype up. And uh, if you guys want to, you know, see more into that, go follow the Club America page. They're not really posting much on it because I think. They're really not. I don't know if this was America's idea. I think they just kind of were like, okay, yeah, cool. We'll kind of play along. But uh, they haven't really posted. That. They didn't post a podcast. They're barely posting a couple pictures here and there. Like, it's it's really been more on the Chivas side of things because I think it's their home game. I'll be curious to see what America does in their home game next season in the Apertura. But as of right now, like we said, it's flat. We don't like it. I don't think the name needed to change either. But hey. We don't, we don't have a majority vote in here at all, Dylan, do we? No, sadly, we don't. No, not at all. All right, let's focus on the game, gentlemen, right? This game is going to be a late one. It's going to be 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 for you, Dylan, and then for our friends on the East Coast. It's going to be 11 o'clock at night. I'd love Christian to be here to pick his brains on how he's going to stay up. Well, I kind of have an idea or two how he will, but um, <laughs> it's a late game. It's a late game. And obviously, this all had to do with the time change. Um, Mexico, I think, does their uh, their daylight savings this Sunday. We beat them ahead of time. And so that's why this game is going to be uh, such a late time for everyone, really. Should uh, we expect game... a, a full stadium? No. Yeah, 100%. Well, no, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's... It's an away team and they classical. only go up against us, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, technically, if you want to look at the track record, we're at home, you know. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. Um, but this game is going to be live on Telemundo, so make sure you guys check it out. Uh, if you guys are on the go and you guys don't have access to Telemundo, if you guys do have Peacock, make sure you guys check it out. It's going to be available on Peacock as well. Ivan will provide his login, so just message him on Twitter. Exactly. And my <laughs> login is actually... Uh, no, I'm not going to say it out loud. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but hey, someone's interested. Uh, DM me on Twitter, and then you know, maybe. Um, but all right, gentlemen. Uh, 
late kickoff. The team actually already flew to Guadalajara, which is something weird, again, in the sense of this whole buildup of the Clásico. America actually landed in Guadalajara last night. What, what advantage or disadvantage does this actually do to us, Dylan? Do you think this gives us a heads up? We get to train a little bit more in Guadalajara, or does it really not matter whether or not we went so early or not? I don't really, I don't really see how it could matter, I guess, in a sense. So, um, I don't really see any pros and cons here. Like, you know, other than maybe it just throws off their schedule a little bit, like Chris said. And I mean, because it's just like, Oh, we're already traveling in a sense, but uh, um, yeah, so I don't really think either really gives a, a difference in traveling early, but you know, that's neither here or there, like you say. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, um, uh, Crew says right here, uh, they got used to the weather and uh, <laughs> that's about it. And yeah. I mean, it's really just all all about it. Um, like, I, I don't know, I guess... We'll see whether or not that plays into a factor. It shouldn't, but hey, who are we to say any of that? Um, but we talked a little bit about the team, the fact that they're going to come into this one repeating the starting 11. How do we feel about Leo Suarez on that right-hand side, uh, Chris? Good, man. He's He's been really solid for us, you know? I think a lot of people were very iffy about him returning. I was, I was positive because I've always rated him. I always thought when, when he was with us, he wasn't a bad player like Bokane and Mbappé. I thought he had injuries, and that's when uh, I believe Solari came in and said, I don't like you. Get out, get out of here. And then he went to Santos, and from what Santos fan tells me, he was a key player for them. And I mean, I th- it doesn't really say much because I don't think they had that depth that they would like. But I did think, you know what? Like, if you're telling me Durgen Dam or Leo Suarez, I kind of lean to Leo Suarez, you know. Sendejas needs to start these games, but obviously he's returning. So I'm cool with with uh, with uh, Leo Suarez starting. And then if you have if he doesn't have a good game, at least Sendejas play a good 30, 25 minutes, and I think he would be impactful too. Interesting. I know because I, I was going to pose the question. I mean, you know, how much minutes does Sendejas get in in this one? I mean, I. It all would depend, I would imagine, right, how the game's going and how desperately you're in need of a goal. Um, but I I do like Lil. I think he's been a little bit better than his previous iterations with us. Um, I think, Dylan, one of the things we kind of always lacked like, or maybe, you know, tagged him for a negative was the fact that he wasn't uh, so fast, right? He seemed a little bit slow at times. Now he feels a little bit more up to pace. I'm not saying he's the fastest winger out there, but he's looking a little bit better. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I uh, we've said that in the past, Ivan. But yeah, just watching him, you know, these past few times too, he does he does look like he's picked up his uh, pace a little bit more, uh, which is good to see because you, you, in some in some sense, especially how Dano plays, you know, um, you want to have that pacey winger, and so I think that can come in handy uh, come Saturday. And talking about Dano and how he wants to play, how how do uh, our boys go out? into the Estadio Cron. Do you think that we go and we play that high press and, and, you know, try to dictate the play by playing possession? Or do you see a more reluctant America side to give Chivas a ball and try to get them on that counter using that pace of the wings? Um, that's how I feel, in all honesty, it's going to go. Um, I can't remember when it was, but I remember one time we had kind of, like, said that, like, oh, no, like, America's going to go out and, you know, attack and take it to them. I mean, we get to the game Saturday, and Medica's just sitting back, just waiting to catch him on the, <laughs> on the counter and everything. So I'm just like, 
So that's that's where I kind of am. You know, I, I kind of hope not, though, to be quite honest. But um, if I'm not going to get, I guess, in a sense, I don't know if my hopes is the right word to use here, but like, I'm not going to expect this team and Donald to just come right out and just, like, take it to them right away. Chris, do you agree or do you disagree in that sense? Or, you know, can America manage this game properly and take the game to Chivas? Or is this a match where you think, well, because of the way they play, maybe you want to, you know, try to pinch them on the counter? The way Chivas players have been talking, I feel they're going to try to put pressure on us, which I think is a mistake because we don't have the best offenses from scoring penalties. We have a, a, a team that's able to counter, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think you let Henry lose, you let Cabecita lose, you let Valdez lose, you let Los Suarez lose. You're gonna, they're going to get scored on. And plus, they, from what Chivas fans been saying this week, they don't trust their goalkeeper. So I think I think we're gonna we're gonna put in the pressure, and I do think that's how the goals are gonna come. In. Can you guys imagine a game right where both teams are coming at each other? You know, guns are blazing, both pressing, both leaving spaces, both leaving opportunities for both sides to kind of get into and run. I mean, you're talking about a crazy game. You're talking about a potential 3-3 like we got, you know, in 2005. So it, it'd be interesting. Um, from a America perspective, I think managing or controlling the emotions is going to be critical. You're looking at a midfield that's going to have to find a way to dictate the tempo. I'm talking specifically Fidalgo, right? Richard does a very good job of kind of going in between center mid and center defensive mid, while Fidalgo kind of floats in that midfield and is supposed to kind of quote-unquote pull the strings with his passing so i don't know if you guys have noticed but sometimes fidalgo's change of pace can dictate a little bit of how america goes forward so i think he's gonna have a lot of responsibility on his shoulder to manage the game properly to kind of smooth kind of smoothen things out for america in the midfield and say all right we either change the pace and we go a little bit quicker or we have to slow it down depending on how kind of chivas are playing against us so I think Fidalgo is probably going to be the most important player on the pitch. And Chris, I know that you said he didn't have the best of games against Tigres, but I do think that he managed the midfield ever so slightly okay at the Volcan. This is, again, another tough match in an away setting. You know, is, is for you guys, Fidalgo the key player, or do you guys think there's someone else that needs to step up and have a good game in order to manage this game properly? Uh, no, I I think I definitely agree. Um, you know, I think whenever you look at this too, especially um, whenever we named off players that like have that passion and the fire for the, for the classical, and you name Fidalgo especially, I think I think he's going to be very key, especially for the midfield and how he controls this thing. Um, you know, I, I I do agree too. Whenever you say that he might not have the the best of best games, you know, when they really play Tigres. But I feel like this time around, I think he's looked back at that game. He was like, yeah, you know, I could have probably done this a little differently. I could have done this. But he, because he, because at the end of the day, like you said, he, he knows what's at stake here. You know, um, you know, America could probably be like at the bottom of the damn table, but he knows he have to win this game. Um, and he's all for it and ready for it. Yeah, I agree too. I think uh, if there's a place you don't want to make mistakes, it's going to be in that midfield because I like, they asked us, right, do we trust our defense? I trust our defense to stop their their strike. I don't think their strikers are that good. With that being said, if you put this if you put them in a in a vulnerable position, so I don't trust them. And I think Fidalgo 
Richard are going to have to be more defensive because it's one of the things about Dano's system, right? The both midfield, all three midfielders, Valdez, Fidalgo, Richard, they're going forward. So what happens when you go forward? You're going to leave space in the back. Do I trust Cáceres? Do I trust Israel Reyes? Yes. But that's if I'm being honest, when it comes to those counters, I'm only really trusting one of the one of the four defenders. Because even uh, Lara has moments where he's just... Yeah, Lara scares me, I'm not going to lie. And so does Chava Reyes. Chava Reyes, when he's defensive, he just he looks like he's like about to fall down. That's how he runs. Like he's about to fall down. <laughs> I like that, you know, like like in Lara, for whatever reason, he loses sight of the guy next to him, and then there he goes free. Right. The good thing for him is that he's very very fast for 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 his position. Right. But you know what? It's it's because Lara's not a natural right back. He has so uh, much. He, he, he's a. He's a center back, and you see that. That's why he loses his yeah. mark when it goes wide because he has that tendency to kind of well, float Bania in the middle and try that. to cut. Yeah. Well, Manya said that he that our, we view him more as a center. Back. That's the reason they were playing. Uh, well, well, there's a lot of reasons why Layun was starting. I mean, we could get into that, but maybe not right now. But 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 he's not a, a right back. The only reason no. we put him there is because we need one, and we couldn't get our, uh, Julian Araujo and. And we don't have foreigner spots, so who do we put? Right, that's why I'm against like bringing in a foreigner goalkeeper. Just, like, that's why I'm rooting for Malagón. Like, hopefully you're the guy, bro, because there's no other Mexican, and Acevedo really isn't a that big of a solution. For me. It's Ivan's favorite no. choice right now. No, he's not. I think he is. He's he's very below in the X factor charts in regards to goalkeeping and saves and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, no, Acevedo is uh, he's not he's not the deal for me. And, uh, I hope I hope Brian finds his spot and like calls you out like tomorrow <laughs> or something. <laughs> I hope so as well. But uh, shout out, thank you to uh, Midwestern Cholo for the for the comment. Love that name, by the way. Um, it, I think what Ricardo said here is quite quite interesting. Diego Valdez is the X factor when he gets going. America is unbeat uh, unbeatable, and I would have to argue that yes, when Diego Valdez is on form or when he sparks this attack. It, Things happen, you know, and I think that's the frustration is that we know that he's capable of maybe potentially wearing that number 10, but he needs to be more consistent. And I guess these are the games where, uh, I mean, got to kind of have to show it. Um, but it, you mentioned it very well, Chris, right? Defensively speaking, our defense is shaky and it has been just because we have one clean sheet against Tigres doesn't mean that all of our problems are solved. And I think. Chivas is going to be the bigger test, right? Not just for the defense, but for Malagón, and you mentioned that also. Yeah. So if Malagón does good, though, like there's no reason for us, like, no. right? Because the whole thing about me, me, and you had this podcast, right? With where we, we talked about Oscar Jimenez and everything, and a lot of people didn't agree with us, right? Well, Malagón goes out there and 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 has a great game. It kind of proves us right. That yes, it, that that seventy thirty thing that we're, a lot of people didn't agree with. Well, it was exact. We exaggerated on the number. It, it's it, it's kind of leaning to that. If he does a free top, if he doesn't, like if if it goes through his hands or something like that, then we'll have we'll we'll be more honest that yo know, like it, it's not just Oscar Jimenez, it's also Malagón, and we need to get a serious keeper out there. I mean. Uh... You're right, and 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 I I think this is gonna be a uh, a, a true test for Malagón and 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 whether or not he can control the nerves and 
show out. Like I said, he had a good game against the Tigres. Now he has to back it up against Chivas. And like I mentioned, if he does, he's gonna um he's 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 cemented himself for the rest of the season, I would say. Yeah. But uh all right, let's let's see here. Um we got another comment here. We definitely got to take advantage of their obvious offense on Saturday. They're going to be bloodthirsty. We got to stay focused. And I think that's something I alluded to, right? Being able to manage the game, manage the tempo. And like I said, the the, the main guy in charge of that is going to be Fidalgo. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, Anything else in regards to how this America sign needs to go up against Chivas, play against them? Anything particular you guys want to see? I'm just still, you know... I, I've kind of covered it all in the sense, or is there anything else to add on here? Oh, well, just I'll just add the same thing we've been adding for the past two weeks. Uh, Dino also needs to make the right subs, and those subs need to not be a reason why we lose because it's not just one reason why we've been struggling. I mean, like people will say, like, we're exaggerating, we're not that bad, but if you look at the past seasons, we shouldn't be. Now trying to sneak into the out, we should be talking about how do we get to the final? How do we win the final? Because how do we add these pieces to win that? Because since Piojo, we haven't really been that bad. We just needed to sign a player or players or coach to get us over that hump. And I think, uh, God damn, I lost my thought. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I think, uh, uh, we we will win this. Uh, we'll win on on Saturday. That's um, I think we'll. All right, all right. I like it. Uh, God, I Dylan. <laughs> no, nah, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um. All right, Dylan. Let's let's just kind of go with this here. Let's. Uh, what are you what are you gonna go with in regards to predictions for Saturday? I think I'm gonna stick with uh, my usual prediction. I'm gonna go with two one win for America. All right, all right, Chris, what are you going with? Two one. I think it, I think we get scored on, but I think we we're gonna be the dominant team. We're gonna. I think our. I'm just way comfortable with our offense. I think they also have very similar issues like us. They don't know which uh, Watcho Jimenez is gonna show up. If, at least for me, I know that Malagón inside of that league, inside of the Liga Mexicana, is a way better. So I think two one. Eventually, there's a defensive mistake, but that's it. We, we still win. I think Valdez okay. and Hendricks. All right. I'm I'm going to keep it light and simple. I think we're going with a 1-0 victory for America. That simple? You just want the clean sheet. That's all you want, man. As long as it's not 0-0, man. <laughs> or we lose. But a 0-0, man, I would be so annoyed because of the whole media coverage and arriving there early, all that. Very. I think they prioritize more all the media thing than the game if they end up 0-0. <laughs> Bro, I haven't froze. So I don't know what's okay. going on. Alrighty then. Um, I don't know what he said, <laughs> but of course, of course, he plans the low. Let's go live and record it. Okay, and then he, it, he's the one that leaves. So yeah. that's what happens when you do it live, brothers and sisters watching. We get frozen. I, I, can't, I can't even pull up the 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 comments. Anything that we get, dude. <laughs> oh, you can't. Oh no, no. So, that's why I'm over here just like looking right now to see if anybody said anything. No, um nothing. it didn't end, right? No, it didn't No, end. it did no, it didn't end now. Yeah. Um uh crew epicness said Aquino always scares me, LMAO. He gets too crazy and ends yeah, up getting yeah, a yellow yeah. without yeah. fail. Uh yeah. 
It's also yes. uh, he loses a lot of the ball, which is mm-hmm. kind of stupid in my opinion. But you, whenever we put him in, it's to defend and recover the ball, but he loses it. Yeah, which doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me at all. Whenever and that's that what happens. I meant. Like now, I remember what I was ranting about. It's, <laughs> it, it's the subs. The, 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 we make subs, and it, it nothing clicked. Like Pachuca game, like I said, like we're, we're talking about the we had a good first half. If we take away the goals, but then second half we do subs, and all of a sudden we're not the dominant team. Now the the chances of us scoring, we can't have that against Chiba. No, it's, it's a classical. They they will like. Make us pay if it gets like that. Yeah, we will make them pay if it gets like that. But we can't go in there and it's the seventieth minute and Thanos already thinking like, all right, we have the lead, go back, or we have the tie, go back. Like no, go in there, put in the right stuff. You know, I think Vinas and Brian Rodriguez are not training. They're not practicing with the team. Hopefully, we could get a uh, we could get some uh news on that soon. You know, hopefully they're okay because. Even though I don't really rate Vinas, I do think we need another nine in case uh, injury happens or you need go full on attack. So hopefully it's all good. And Brian Rodriguez been injured, but the thing that he brings to the table that the other ones, other wingers don't, is that he's more creative in my opinion, and he knows okay. how to in inside the box way better than than Cavitita and Leo Suarez. Yeah, and for me too, especially for this game, like even though I still think that um that uh America somehow will like some and Thomas will be like, Yeah, let's just kinda sit back, we'll catch him on the counter. Uh my thing is though is that like I I kinda want that counter goal just to kind of like rock Chivas a little bit and especially the stadium to realize like, oh shit, like, you know, here's America and then and then all of a sudden just Tano just kind of like in a sense like is like halfway to throw in the kitchen sink and just going to get that second one to Keep them on their heels and everything, and hopefully grab that second one. Welcome back, Ivan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, we're good. We're good. I had myself unmuted for a second, but um, okay. What did I miss here? Uh, so I, I remember what I was ranting about. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. Chris, Chris was saying how um, uh, Rios is number second on his all-time uh, goalkeeper list for America. Oh, wow, Rios. Yeah. Okay, yeah. first, you know, where my memory starts. I'm, I have a shout-out video that my uncle sent me from him. So you might be nice. afraid of that. <laughs> hey, well. Um, well, okay, gentlemen. Let's and, and I'm glad you're talking about um memories because the last segment I wanted to do was something a little bit interactive, and I'm glad that there's still people here watching and, and I hope they kind of interact with us in this next segment to kind of close out the show. Um but I think as far as the game goes, we've kind of got our predictions, we talked about it and, and we kind of have an idea of what we want to see the America side do. Will they you know implemented on saturday we'll have to wait and see but is there anything else you guys want to add on before i kind of move on can i tell a quick story since we're kind of getting into that memory stuff you have five minutes all right well it won't be that long but so my mom when she went when i was younger she worked at hilton hotel right and chivas was uh, there to have an not a uh, game against puma uh, i think at fullerton uh stadium and my dad she told my dad to take me Bro, I, t- I was, I don't know, maybe six years old, bro. I told Osvaldo Sanchez his face, I don't even go for you guys. I'm an America fan. And my dad tells me that his face was just, like, shook. Like, I remember telling my dad, yo no le voy a ellos. Like, why are we here? Like, I didn't, I didn't care at all about seeing any of them. I remember seeing Omar Bravo and all those guys. I'm just like, God, bro, get, get, get me out of here, bro. I don't care about these players. 
<laughs> that's just it's a short funny story but my parents always bring it up that Osvaldo Sanchez was like just there staring at me like did you bring this kid in? <laughs> so you guys heard it here first Chris has Osvaldo Sanchez shook to the core yeah, so Osvaldo yeah. Sanchez next time you see him is on site yep that's the reason he went to Santos he's like oh, thank you so like me <laughs> <laughs> this oh, I thought it was funny that was, that was a, a good story Good story in the end. Um, but all right, gentlemen, enough about this Clásico Nacional on Saturday. Let's talk about and recap a little bit of the past. I saw America did, you know, a quote-unquote best 11 in the history, right? Mm. I kind of wanted to do that with our recent memory and go position by position. And we'll do a fourth, what do you guys want to say, a 4-3-3? Fair enough. We'll do a 4-3-3. And we'll go through each position. And I want you guys to name who you guys would pick from that, uh, who you guys would put in that position that has given you guys right? the, yeah, in your lifetime that you have seen, that you have seen, right? So we're not going to be talking about Tan Ortiz. We're not going to be, I mean, um, no, we did see Tan Ortiz. We're not going to be talking about Alfredo Tena. We're not going to talk about uh, Cristobal Ortega or Saga because we didn't have the privilege to see them play, right? But yeah. I want you guys to give me from each position the best player that you guys remember that give you guys one of the best memories in a Clásico Nacional that you guys thought played in very well week in and week out in the Clásico. Damn, right? you put him on the spot, bro. I know, for real. Like, no, <laughs> and that's the point. That's the point. And I want the yeah. chat I want the chat to join in and, you know, give us the recommendations because, you know, these guys might stumble across a position that they don't really know. But if you guys have someone, throw it there, right? And let's start off from the beginning. Goalkeeper position, right from the bet, from the get-go. You guys know who I'm going to pick, right? Yeah. Ochoa, hands down for me. That's what I'm going her. with. Who are you? Yeah. Dylan. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just I think back to all the amazing saves that I saw him write, the amazing header uh, that he stopped Paco Palencia in that 3-3, three, three. The, the, you know, the, the playoff matches between Chivas and his amazing save at the Jalisco. I mean, I can go saved? on. When he sat on the ball, remember that one? Yeah, when he sat on the ball as well. I mean, for me, goalkeeper-wise, it has to be Ochoa. For you guys, who are you guys picking? You want to go first or I go? No, go for it. All right. So I would go try to, but my reasoning more comes from the fact that. So my memory really starts when we faced the. Uh, who was the Necaxa in the final? So that's where my memory, like, as an America fan, starts from there. As far as Olfo Rios, I really didn't see that much. And then Ochoa, just from there, was just my whole childhood, right? Yeah. And then you really start to appreciate Ochoa once you get to Armando Navarrete. And then we, from there, we didn't really have that many those many goalkeepers. I know that other goalkeepers get more praised, but I have to go with Ochoa. Just because he was also there during a very dark time for us. And he was, like, we always say, in that America, there was only two good players. And it was Cabañas and it was Ochoa. So, yeah, 100% agree. Ricardo, on the other hand, says Adolfo Rios over Ochoa, not even close. That was a great joke. Really. really, really <laughs> that one's going to make you laugh more. <laughs> <laughs> and then he put Moy Muñoz over Ochoa. I like it, Marquez. though. Martin is close. I'll take Martin. Marte. Marte? And, and, and I say that because I never saw Ochoa's uh, first stint with the club. Okay. I would, I'm I'm curious. I thought you would have picked uh, Moy Munoz. Yeah, no, I, it, I, I. That's why I was sitting here because I was like, 
let me see what Chris says. <laughs> and so I was kind of I was like low-key hoping he was going to say like Madkin, but I was like, ah, so. It's just deeper for me for Otoa no, yeah, yeah. child. And for yeah. me, it's just like, if you went through those those uh, Sunday afternoon games, and I know Ivan remembers them, it was during the oh, whole God, swine flu thing moment too, where the stadium was all empty and we were fighting relegation. And it's, you appreciate like those moments more. I know people say, oh, the Pachuca final, like, he won other championships that like you can't really just blame everything on him either. I think you you look at it, Canterano, for me, it has to be a choice. I agree. All right, let's move on from the goalkeeper position to the right back spot. This one, I think, has to be no-brainer, like, flat across the board. Everyone's going to be picking this guy. It has to be Paul Aguilar. Yep. Castro. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to pick him again for the nostalgia. I'm not Gringo Castro. was uh, Rojas. Rojas. No, Gringo, Gringo, uh, Gringo Castro also played on the right. Yeah. Oscar Rojas played on the left. Um, but for me, I would go Paul Aguilar. I mean, no one has given us more iconic moments in a Clásico than Paul Aguilar. And his golazo will always be the golazo. And the dance will always be Dylan's dance. So, I mean, yes. it's just, what more do you want? I think across the board, we can all agree to Paul Aguilar, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the most decorated right back in Mexican soccer history. If we're being honest, let's look at his whole career. He doesn't get enough praise just as a being, like, even when it's time in Pachuca, is overall, Aguilar's one of the greatest right backs. 100%. So, across the board, I think, all right. Um, center back partnership, what are you guys going with? I mean, you guys got to think about, you know, who gave you guys? They, they don't have. They didn't have to play with each other. The center back partnership. I'm not saying that you have to to pick, but like, who gave you guys kind of the more kind of like okay, it's a classical. I mean, I I know we got him in the back. We should be good, and kind of just give you that nostalgia or that kind of feeling that okay, he's he's Mosquera. solid. Mosquera. All right, uh, I like I it. Yeah. So we had this conversation a while back about the center back from Ochoa's time. They weren't that great, right? No, so uh, for me, I would probably go Pablo Aguilar just because I'm a big fan of of people that could win the header either offensively or or defense. Very physical guy. I, I I don't know if it's a popular opinion, but I would say Mosquera if it wasn't for the whole Argentina. Yeah, I would say. Who? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> I would say. Uh, I would think, and I would say that, if, from my perspective, it would be my my center back partnership would be Mosquera, and I know this is going to be controversial, but Bruno. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was going to say uh, pre-injury Bruno. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pre-injury it, Bruno. Yeah, hundred percent. I think yeah, I'm going Bruno yeah. too, honestly, but I'm not going most. It's I think it's controversial, right? Because Pablo Aguilar wasn't there that long, but I listed the out. And Bruno is the same, similar player, not as aggressive. True. All right. Now we'll go on to the left back position, right? This is going to be an interesting one, a tricky one at that. But if you had to pick someone, who would you pick? I'll start us off. I'm actually going Oscar Rojas. Okay. Because yeah. of that golazo he scored at the, in the Clásico in that 3-3. Uh, what was that Brazilian's name that uh, he played midfield, but they moved to the left back because they didn't have nobody? Who? Rotinei. 
No, yeah. not Rosie Nay. No, no. William oh, somebody else. No, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yes. <laughs> was he on left back? Well, in the Silva? Yeah, 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 yeah. I he was Samudio during that time. No, no, no. Samudio was injured. He was injured yeah. for William da Silva. Then. Oh, yeah. God. I oh, like it, though. It, it, yeah. And, and, yeah. And I say that because, like you said, it's tricky. And I'm thinking back, I'm just like, who the hell played left back? Because <laughs> yeah. it's just like forgotten. It's just like, it's like, oh, let's just put this dude in right field. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like no, it. I'm with you, Oscar Rojas. Oscar Rojas, Oscar Rojas, I think. Another guy that just. You just remember from those all five teams. Yeah, I just have to it, go was, with. it was either going to be him or Aldrete. I was going to say Layun, oh, yeah. but Layun only gave us one good year, bro. So I wasn't going to I wasn't gonna pick. But okay. Layun, when he was on the left side, was really good for a year. And then he left. He was. That, that's what. Oh, what about Mares? Oh, oh, man. No. Yeah, man. It, was, <laughs> it was right there. It was right there for me. Yeah, here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot. Oh man, he used to be the joke of this podcast. For a <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Okay, I like it. All right, uh, center defensive mid. You guys gotta have your rock solid center defensive Guido. mid. Guido Rodriguez. I like it. Guido Rodriguez. Okay. I like it. Chris, who was more defensive mid, Pavel Pardo or Germán Díaz? Pavel. Yeah, I'm going Pavel. Pardo. Damn it! Okay, I don't. I don't want our teams to be too similar, so I'm gonna have to go with someone else. Um, <laughs> you know who did a good job at, at center defensive mid and a little bit underrated. He didn't really play too much center center defensive mid, but I think. Um, Negro Medina. Oh no! You're not supposed to pick yeah. him. That was my next pick in the midfield. <laughs> <laughs> you can still pick him, but you know, oh, you know what? Yeah, Jesus Molina was a little bit more defensively, but I think he stepped in whenever he had to. But you know what? You're right, ah, he wouldn't fit the center defensive mid role. Um, damn, it's, you, you, you took a good one there. You know what? I'm still, I'm, I'm still yours too. I'm Paguido Rodriguez. I saw him against Manchester United, and I was like, damn, there's I miss him so much. Yeah, I was just a big Pavel Pardo fan because when it came to free kicks. I'm taking him all every single time. So I would just all right. Okay, uh, center mid. Who's one of your center mid? Medina. Medina has <laughs> got to be Medina. All right for yeah. you. Yeah. Chris. Herman Villa is one. Herman Villa is one. Okay, Herman for Villa. me, I'm going. Uh, no one I'm going as I'm going. I'm, I'm going. No. <laughs> oh yeah. Huh? I could have put accent. Goddamn. Uh, no, I'm still sticking with Guido. Um, I'm going with Osvaldo Martinez. That's a good one, yeah. I, know, I just, I just remember that penalty uh, that he drove against Chivas. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. I get, I get. I wasn't a fan because he wore a tan, bro, and he wasn't. So I, just, I was just had a very biased dislike. Now remember, it's, it's these aren't don't have to be the best America players ever that have ever fielded for us, but that's giving you the best memories against yeah. the Chivas, you know. So and, and oh, against really Chivas, and this is the yeah. whole this whole time I thought it was in my lifetime. No, in your lifetime against Chivas, you know. Okay. So for me, a hundred percent, I think Osvaldo is one of my midfielders. All right, who's your second midfielder? Um, yeah, screw it. Give me Uribe. Yeah. Uribe. All right, yeah. I like it. It's a good one. Chris? Yeah, Matos Oliva too. All right. I'm going with Cuauhtémoc Blanco. Kind of hard not to, right? Yeah, I was going to put him as a false nine. 
far on the way. No, I, I'm I'm put him in the midfield. I think he orchestrates perfectly. Well, that's so, the case, I'll demo too. But but yeah, I'll go I'll go for demo too. All right, all right. Left wing, Dylan. This might not make a whole lot of sense, but I'm gonna go uh, Luis Gabriel Ray. Okay, doesn't have to play left wing, but he could play left forward. I like it. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yo, hello, yeah, didn't, didn't didn't he have that uh that hat trick? I can't remember what year it was. Wasn't it him? Or he had like a yeah. badass yeah, game was, against. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a hat trick or two goals. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah. he had an amazing game. Uh, you want Pio Lopez? That's a good no, one. No. It should be. I did. Anything else is the wrong answer. We could go Navia if we're going off of Chivas game against Chivas. We go Navia. Interesting. All right, I'm gonna put someone that's a little controversial, but I think for me on the left hand side, well, he could do more on the right, but I'm gonna put Angel Reina. Oh God, it's controversial to me. I think people don't show him love because how he left. But I think he bought. Oh yeah, so, he so I'm putting Angel Reina. I'm putting him on the on the left, on the right. Dylan, who are you going with? On the right. Ooh, okay. I know someone that could have gone on the left, but I'm gonna put him on the right. I'm gonna pass. Can I pass for now? I'm still thinking. Pass. Pass I have two, but I think I'm gonna go with this guy, Sambuesa. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I'll, I'll put him on the right. Because I, I don't think you leave out. Yo, I was gonna say clever, but I think you have to go Sambu. Yeah, I was gonna go. I was gonna go Sambu too. It's hard not to. I mean, it's 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 been hard to replace that right hand side ever since Sambu. Then Heming was more pro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I that's why I'm putting I'm putting Sambu there. Yeah. Dylan, I'm still over here thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. The quick Mendoza, bro. He scored. Oh, no, yes. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take it quick. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to take it quick, Mendoza. Okay. Yeah. All right. Striker wise. All right. This is the one position I want everyone to choose a different name. So, striker wise, I'm going to throw it to you first, Chris, and then I'll have Dylan go and then I'll go. And then that way the team isn't too same. I want Cabana. Damn it. I knew you want Cabana. But okay. All right. Cabanas, it is. Dylan. Taking Chucho. Chucho. I like it. Very good, and I'm going Raul Jimenez. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, over over Zamorano. I didn't see him play, so I can't tell you that. Oh, okay. That was that, but oh, I don't know. Henry's up there. Yeah, but I think you still go Raul because he scored in that four-one game. No, he scored. Yeah, but. I don't know. Now I'm debating because you could Henry, go Peralta. You could go Peralta. If we're going you could even go Peralta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could even go Peralta. Yeah. You could even go Peralta. Yeah. Uh, it's difficult. It's difficult because... Uh, you know what? I'm I'm just going to stick with my first choice. I'm going to roll Jimenez. Going to roll Jimenez. I wish someone was like drawing it up how our teams ended up. But... I am. I'm going to I'm gonna do some graphics and then we'll, we'll we'll post them on Twitter and then people can debate on there as well whether they agree or not. With, <laughs> They're going to be so confused by Pink Mendoza. <laughs> okay all righty then um well i mean i'm happy with that right i i mean i think i i think any all our sides can play and beat chivas 
Simple as that. The creativity on our teams, bro. Yeah. Destroys Ponte and whoever. Mosul. <laughs> yeah, and Mosul. Um, I can. <laughs> Rick says, uh, Ivan, they're going to riot at your list. And rightfully so. That's the point of it. So. Um. All right, I said. I mean, that, that pretty much wraps it up here. I mean, I'm surprised no one said that one Quintero either. They did. <laughs> they did say that Quintero. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> say, say Quintero do it. <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. Dude, Checa Cardenas just because the homie goes for Santos. Player we got. And then I, I, I love Ricardo saying Bruno and now Angel Reina Ivan with some bad takes here. Yeah. I'm not mad at the Bruno one though, like. I understand why people would say Akivaldo. Because he was badass. That's yeah, why you we'll play, we'll play with three center backs. It's like, you take Massa too, or you take Diego Reyes? I was this close to saying Massa. I'm not going to lie to you. I was too, but then I just remembered, like, they play with three center backs. Like, no, I was going to say Topo Valenzuela. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't bad, though. He wasn't bad with us either, though. I think, but it helps to have that three center back partnership. Yeah. 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 So. Bro, if oh, yeah. he would have had the most meme starting line ever. He would have Chucho he had, Lopez. Yeah, Chucho Lopez, and he would have had El Hobby Mermudes too there. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for us here. I hope you guys enjoyed that last little segment. I think I wanted to end it like that just to kind of give some laughs and giggles to go into this and kind of, you know, give some perspective as to, you know, these classicals that whilst it has died off a little bit, the flame is still much alive in our hearts and in our memories of what these games of past mean to us. So again, this game is a must win, do or die for America. I know someone said there, Tano loses this one, that he should be fired. I don't think that's the case, but he will be in a huge, huge hot seat if he is. Um, so we'll see. America desperately needs the points it's a six point game no doubt about it right you're literally going up against someone that's on top of the league of you and if you win this game then you substantially climb the table so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens but all right gentlemen before we wrap it all up anything else you guys want to say before we kind of shut the lights off here no i mean just ready for saturday it's gonna be late luckily for us we're on the west coast so not gonna be late it's gonna be perfect time for us uh, for everyone else you know drink your starbucks donuts whatever you want to decide enjoy the game and make sure to go to church on sunday if you want to if you win <laughs> if you want to and if you do send us a picture of you going to church with your america jersey on yeah exactly <laughs> hey and send us the food you're gonna eat i want to see where you guys are eating i know everyone it's a special day it's a classic I know everyone's going to yeah. make some carne asada or whatever, but send us your food. Send us pics with your family. You know, just send us good vibes before the disaster. Of course. Of course. All righty then. Um, well, with that said, Dylan, anything else? No, I'm good, man. We, we, we've accomplished uh, something in a long time. It's going live, so. Yeah, that's right. It's a big milestone in, in our return, but uh, well, first of all, I want to say thank you to uh, you guys coming out here tonight and uh, helping me with this podcast. And I want to say thank you to every single one of you guys out there who was uh, commenting and who was watching us 
in our live stream, you know. Uh Midwestern Cholo, still love that name. Uh our buddy Thick Rick Ricardo with the you know hilarious takes. Um crew epic I I'm not gonna try to pronounce that, epicness. but you know who you are. Epicness, okay. See Ep- epic epicness, I, yeah. I don't talk I don't talk cancer anymore. I'm gonna be a father soon, so <laughs> it's that's 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 you I, know. I was like English isn't my first language, so it's it's not. When the baby's here, you know, you know how they have uh, those uh, those videos on TikTok where the kid throws the ball and it lands on a fucking. It has two teams right there, and then we never get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to do that, bro. <laughs> you need to do that, we'll, and we'll do it. And we'll live stream it too. You know, just to kind of raise the stakes. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, but all right. Also, uh, one last huge shout out to. Um, my girl's family, who is in Guadalajara right now, they'll be at the game. Um, they're all 100% Chivas, so, you know, I'm going to have a lot on the line here, guys. So, uh, <laughs> pray for me. All right? America, I really need you to pull through for me. Um, but, no, really, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Make sure you guys go follow us over on Instagram and Twitter at EY Podcast. We'll be covering this game. AG does an amazing job with the gifts and with the goals and all that stuff. We'll have you guys with reactions and everything within this game again. And uh, we'll be back next week to recap and talk about what happened in this matchup and get you guys ready for the international break and all that good stuff. All righty then, gentlemen. With that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Take care. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.